Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. All right, let's do it live on a Tuesday edition of the program. Merely Bo and the Great Z. How you doing, buddy? You're on. You're good. You're good. I'm not doing well. I'm not doing well. Why? I'm unhappy. Why? Because the world is apparently the a total joke. <laughs> all of it. The whole nonsense. Thing? The whole, whole operation. Deal. It's all but a before shakedown. I, before we get it is all a shakedown. Before we get into my airing of the grievances, I would like to wish the official Nana of the show oh. a happy 73rd birthday today. Low an those angel. many years. and An angel walks among us. The year 1950 in yep. San Francisco, California. And Nana yep. was bored. And now look at her here. Thriving amidst the Cleveland um, winter. Well, I think there's sun today. We, would, we don't know. I have no clue if there is. We We're in know. Oz. I'm mad it's about Oz that. Now. I'm mad about the fact that it's a shakedown at Vets. Youth oh sports my God. has become Youth sports a shakedown. shakedown. They're allowing kids in other grades to play in sports and body slam no innocent children saying them to the hospital with no repercussions none. apparently no none do what you want lawless lawless and we also live in a world yep in which in which a man who played four games yeah through two touchdowns yep with three interceptions yep has been named to the pro bowl yeah in the American Football Conference and was apparently fifth in Pro Bowl voting in the AFC <laughs> or sixth, I guess, Two Herbert's votes. surgery. So Herbert's out because of surgery. Josh Allen's out. Mahomes is out. So in comes Lawrence. But the the last one to get in. Well, where's Burrow? Burrow's in. Herbert, Allen, Mahomes. Who else did you say? Trevor Lawrence is now in. So if you had Herbert, I think it was Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen. Mahomes is now out. I think Carr might have gotten in too, but I don't. I no, don't he didn't. Know. They replaced just about every quarterback. No, it the was roster. it was the three originals were Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen. Burrow's playing. Yeah. Mahomes is Super Bowl, so he's out. Allen is not playing, I think, due to injury. Okay, so he's out. So the first alternate may have been Herbert, but he's unavailable because of surgery. So that's number four. Okay. Five was Lawrence in. Six is Tyler Huntley. Tyler okay. Huntley. Okay, this hold year. on. Before you continue, okay. let's just obviously it's ridiculous, but I just am curious. Like, who is the rightful sixth placeholder? Who should it be? Yeah. If we were if we were so going like, through Tua it. can't play. Uh so the, I'll be nobody honest. with the Jets. There's somebody at the Patriots. No. Uh, no Kenny Pickett. I mean, Jacoby would be our guy, but I mean. Hold on. J- J- hold on. Wait. Way just, more deserved. I'm not going to be outraged. I mean, just hold on. Just I'm outraged. Okay. I love you. They should have just added somebody from the NFC, so, honestly. Tannehill. Tannehill, could, you could make the case, right? With yeah. Tannehill, their record was better. Honestly, it's really amazing. There's really not a lot of places to go. Tannehill. Tannehill, Carr. Tannehill Carr. Tannehill was 2,536 yards, 8 yards in attempt, 65% completions, 13 touchdowns, 6 pick. Jacoby Brissett could have made it, certainly, on this case. Carr, as bad as everybody made him out to be, Carr threw for 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns. I mean, he could have made it. It it just is – it's outrageous that we ended up here. Like, 
How did we end up here? You can even have thrown Russ in because he is Russ. He was atrocious, but he still threw for 3,500 yards, 16 touchdowns. Do you think that there like, was a case where they asked these people and they said no? Is that possible? They, they, Jacoby Brissett wouldn't say no. Why would he say? And he had to be asked before Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley, both this guy played four games, he had two touchdowns this season, two touchdowns, three picks, averaged five point eight yards per attempt, and had one of the worst QBRs in the league. Are you? Do you think that there's a chance that this will water down the Pro Bowl? I think it's I, as I, if it could get any more watered down. Listen, I just got a text from one who I think happens to be one of the <clears throat> baddest men on the planet, Isaiah Broner, who wrestles for uh, AIW and okay. is as legit as it gets. Like no yep. part of getting in the ring with him. They yeah. call him the problem. He is a problem for whoever's in the ring with him. I like it. He just tweeted me, at this point, they just need to eliminate the whole thing. Still give them Pro Bowl honors like they do all pro teams, but the game just needs to be stopped or whatever it is. But It's he, not even a game. He, a, but he doesn't even belong in a skills competition. Like, I'd much rather watch, like, Russ, Russ in yeah, a skills competition. Like, stars. I wonder how they got How to does this, this happen? There, what's the explanation? There is isn't it? one, and that's what I want. That's all I said on Twitter today. I know you don't follow me on the socials. Yeah. I, give me the explanation. How did we get here? Was this a vote by players? Like, the truth is, Lamar is more deserving than this guy. Like, clearly. I mean, he's the most unlikely participant in, this, in the Pro Bowl ever. Based, he passed ever. for a total of 658 yards. In, in six I mean, games. The most ridiculous thing ever. He threw three picks, two touchdowns. He averaged 5.9 yards per attempt. His QBR was 41. His rating was 77. Like, what are we talking about here? So Carr and Lawrence are in already. Car is in? Car is in. For who? We're also added to the roster Tuesday. Car got accepted. He said something. He goes, I think my invitation must have got lost in the mail. But then that would be four. Yeah, now we've gone So maybe is Burrow out? Did he just decline? Because the thing I saw today on NFL.com said that Lawrence and whatchamacallit read. Even so, you could go through like 20 people in the AFC I mean, you before could, you get you to could, Tyler Huntley. He was 48th in the league in yardage. <laughs> He had one more passing touchdown than Christian McCaffrey. I mean, quite frankly, Deshaun Watson would have been a better representation in six games, clearly. Of course. You know? This is, it's outrageous. Yeah. Like, you have to go pages and pages. I wonder what, how this came about. The only thing I can think about is if, and if they ever were to make it public, I just wonder if a bunch of people were asked and they all said no. I want to know. I think we, we deserve to know. Like, folks, I hate to break it to you, Bailey Zappi, more yards, more yards per attempt, completed 71% of his passes, five touchdowns, three picks, had a quarterback rating of 101. His one game against us was better than Huntley's season. Yes. Somehow, like, Derek, so it's Carr, Huntley, Lawrence, and Burrow. So we've gone from three, three to quarterbacks four. to four. So what do you need Huntley for? I wonder if they just need warm bodies for all the nonsense. Because I don't know if you've looked at it. Like, Thursday night is basically like Nickelodeon. It's like when you're a kid, like the slime stuff. And then a lot Send of Sundays us. like that, too. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, he's going to need a name tag. His nickname's Snoop. There's only one Snoop. It's Mr. Dog. Well, and I think he's. In, I think the. I think Mr. Dog might be involved in the he telecast. Is he is. He's a captain. The AFC, I believe. Yeah. So he's involved. What an odd choice. Without justification. I just wonder what the... How did they get to the point? Because they know. like It's not like they would have wanted this. The NFL doesn't want this. They want this to work. You it know? just doesn't make sense. No. They would have been better off being like, look, we needed to dip in on the NFC side because there's a billion people you could have had from the NFC. A, like literally a billion. 
Well, I'm almost to the point, like, if it's going to be skills competition, what difference does it make if it's AFC or NFC? Agreed. So Burrow did bow out, it appears. Like today? Sports. Yeah. So he must have bowed out after this morning. Must have. Yeah. When did, what time did Burrow bow out? Did they ask Carr before Hundley? This morning, what I saw was that Lawrence and Huntley were added to the Pro Bowl for Allen and Mahomes. So Carr was added after Huntley. Where's the timestamp on that, Gibbe? Derek Carr an hour ago. Well, maybe this invitation got lost in the mail from past seasons, but I'm going back to Pro Bowl number four. See you soon, Vegas. So Huntley, Huntley, it looks like made it before before Carr. before Carr. Yes, because Carr and Jared Goff are the replacements for Hertz and Burrow. Right. Yes. So Burrow moved out later. So the original AFC was Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Good, Tua, Herbert, or the alternates. Yes. So either by injury, still playing, or choosing, none of them are in. Yes. The top five choices are all out. So that leads you to Lawrence Carr, Huntley. The Huntley part of it, it just doesn't. Just doesn't make sense. I don't care how many people. You would have been better off with, uh, what's the sourpuss in New England? Mac Jones? Mac Jones, Russ Wilson, Ryan Tannehill. Definitely Russ. Tannehill. Tannehill for sure. Jacoby would have been, it was far more worthy. Uh, Honestly, Deshaun. I mean, there was, that's ridiculous. Two? Two touchdown passes? I just don't, like, what I feel. What, why? Why? This is, I feel like we're owed this. I feel like we are yeah, owed no somebody to make a statement says, okay. Here's why this happened. This is obviously shocking to you. We asked all these guys and they said no. Which means the Pro Bowl should be done. So somehow, the some end. way, Huntley finished seventh in voting. Ravens fans love him? No. It's, or it's a joke to, like, vote against so people so you're not voting for anybody. Mahomes, it's like a Burrow, waste. and Allen were the original Pro Bowl honorees. Tua and Herbert were the alternates. I find it hard to believe he finished that. That doesn't feel real to me unless it was like a campaign to actively not vote for real people. It says Mahomes is Super Bowl bound. All four of Allen, Herbert, Jackson, and Tua have been excused due to injuries. Burrow bowed out as well and will be replaced by Derek Carr. Huntley, therefore, will join fellow alternate Trevor Lawrence and Carr as the AFC's actual Pro Bowl game. Hold on, you said Jackson was in the mix? So there's no way Huntley finished seventh in voting. He didn't outvote Lamar. He would not think. Do you guys know where Josh Allen's doing instead of playing in this? Playing golf. That's right. AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Tells you all you need to know. It's done. It's done. Football can't be played as a joke. No, it doesn't. It's not going to work. And like I said, so last year the Pro Bowl did right at seven. He'd rather play golf. Yeah. He'd rather be in Pebble Beach. than doing a bunch of nonsense Nickelodeon style. The – the, the thing about it is there was a value in going to Hawaii. There's a value in that. Well, it's an expenses, all-expense-paid trip yeah. for you and your family to Hawaii at a resort. You pal around with the rest of the NFL world. There's fun in that. Like People look back so fondly on that. We can when all you, agree there's a currency in that. There is a currency, an actual currency. Yeah, we could agree. There's real value. There's real value. We can't just say, you can't just say, well, there's a currency in this if there's no, there isn't any. But if there is. But if there is, oh, free baby. trip to Hawaii. Yeah. For now the family, yes. the whole league there. I mean, you could do this same operation, this, you know, Thursday to Thursday nonsense and Sunday nonsense. You could do it. Yeah. But if you do Hawaii, then there's something that incentivizes. My guess is they stopped doing Hawaii because it got expensive. Cheaper to fly people to Orlando or Vegas. I guess. I'm sure it's that straightforward. 
But there was value in that. This is this is a bad job. Here's the other thing. This thing's going to last one year, and here's why. Last year, the Pro Bowl did 7 million viewers. Okay? This will do zero. This is going to do like two. I would set this as at like 5.5 million on, on Sunday, somewhere in there, which is still better than most terrible. college football. It's better than any of the NBA you're watching during the regular season. Yeah. Bigger than Major League Baseball, all that stuff. Um, so they'll, it'll still do a good number, but I bet they take a huge hit because people want to see the game. People will get locked in. They, people are going to turn this on and go, what am I watching? What is this? You know? I'll tell you who will love it if, if I put it on. My kids will love it. The Thursday stuff they'll love. Like all that nonsense. Have you yeah. read the description of the events for yeah. Thursday? Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. It's like Nickelodeon. It's like Nickelodeon met with like, what's the warrior thing? American Ninja Warrior. That's what it's like. And then randomly, longest drive is love in there, that. which is wild. But like, that's the whole operation to it. It's for the kids. But, yeah, Josh Allen's playing the Pro-Am. By the way, uh, speaking of golf, it's a bad job that you had Tory in Dubai last week in the first weekend without football since third weekend in August, and we're doing Pebble Beach with a diluted field. Like, Pebble's gorgeous, but it's a diluted field. There's nobody in it because everyone plays waste management next week. You should still always play Pebble. They don't, though. You know this. Why, they yeah, don't. Why is the waste they management go, competing with the Super Bowl? <clears throat> well, it leads into it. That's the operation. Is They end it early so that they can be done before the Super Bowl festivities start. But Tory's always a big event. The Dubai had all the drama. You guys saw that, the Patrick Reed, Rory stuff, all that. And now you've got Pebble, which is the best tour stop you can have, but no one plays it. I don't understand that. Why wouldn't you want to just go play Pebble? I'd want to play Pebble, period. They want the rest before waste management. They don't want to play back-to-back weeks. It's the first break in the schedule. Max uh, Homa, is that yeah, yeah. his last name? Do you see what he did after he won? Yeah. Then he went and played a, a, Muni, a Muni Skins game in Phoenix. And, fantastic. And won it. Shot 67, made 450 bucks. It's fantastic. I like that guy. I love him, too. By the way, did you see the um, – We you saw the, the Patrick Reed, Rory – Flick of the tee, all that business. Oh, yeah. Okay. So did you, they played in the final pairing in Dubai. You saw Patrick Reed's ball where he claimed he hit it versus where it actually was hit. Did you see those? No. Okay. So he's playing in a final pairing with Rory. It's on they don't TV. Like you can't, you can't claim where you're They don't ball like is. each other, right? It's we on come TV. to find out that Rory was subpoenaed. Patrick Reed subpoenaed Rory McElroy on Christmas Eve in his lawsuit against the PGA Tour. Patrick Reed did that. So that came out last week. This is when you were in Florida. Yeah. So in the final round, Patrick Reed claims to have hit a ball into a palm tree, but he says it's the third palm tree. He says, absolutely, that's my ball, so he can take a drop. Brandville Chambly, the golf channel, get a hold of it. They isolate the ball. The ball very clearly does not land in that tree at all, but rather the first of the three set of palm trees, the first one, which would have caused it to either be bouncing in any sort of number of directions, or it could have got stuck in that palm tree. Irregardless, it is not the palm tree that he claims. In other words, he claimed the ball was his that was not. And this has happened with him all the time. This is his act. He does this business. Um, so not been a good week for him on that side of things. And then Rory beat him. They basically yeah. head-to-head and Rory beat him in the final. I mean, that's what I think is funny is we're on. T- you're on TV. Like, you can't make up that. 
where your ball went. It's on TV. Well, it's, it was also – it's the DP tour, which I think is the old European tour, right? So, like, I don't know if they have the same camera capacity sure. in live time that the PGA tour has. I would also say this, that no one has ever talked more about that sport than is currently being talked about it. I don't know if it'll translate to ratings, but in terms of the talk around the sport, it has never been this big since Tiger was at it's his like apex. It's like NBA beef right now. Well, you said it, so think about it. I don't think it's going to translate anything to ratings. Like, I don't think people are going to go watch Live or any more people are going to watch Waste Management. Like, people are going to watch those things, except for the majors. The majors will get trumped up big because everything's going to be about this. Wouldn't now be the time, and I understand that they all hate each other, but wouldn't you watch a Live versus PGA Tour Ryder Cup event? Yes. They all hate each other. Yeah, no, I would watch that. Yeah, I mean, that's a win. I, that's better than like making me act like I hate New Zealand in the President's Cup. Here's the thing about, like, for example, you just mentioned it, Rory and Reed yeah. in the files in Dubai. I like golf. I had no idea oh, I until know. after. You know what I mean? Did you not know until right now, maybe? I didn't. I knew that Rory won, right? But I didn't know that there was a right? tee or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah. Right. You didn't know all the drama because, no, you, right. you know, you're not, you weren't dialed into it. But that's – yeah. They're, they dislike each other. My prediction will be that at Augusta, you saw that they tried the live people tried subpoena in Augusta. Do you, you see they tried to subpoena Tiger and security guard Kevin gave him a swift Heisman, which is great, awesome. Yeah, I didn't so know they, about Augusta. They tried okay. to subpoena members of Augusta National, right? Members, members of Augusta National, yeah, or whoever. All of them, dude. What is this guy doing? They're out of control. So here's the thing: he's spending a lot of money. When we get to no, no, th this isn't Patrick Reed. This is Live Golf tried to subpoena Augusta. Got it. Okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to show up at Augusta in August, and all that's going to be talked about is this live stuff, and Augusta's going to say, that's it, you're gone. Kindly leave. We're not having this overrun our, our tournament. They're not, they're, they don't answer to anybody. They do anything they want. Yeah. So that's what I think is going to happen on that front. Throw them out. And then that'll be the, that's when the live loyalty will really be put to the test. Browns fans, today through midnight on February 9th, head to the NFL.com slash FedEx, the NFL's official Twitter handle, or the NFL mobile app to cast your vote for Nick Chubbs, the FedEx Ground Player of the Year. 2022 FedEx Air and Ground Players of the Year will be announced during the NFL Honors on February 9th. Some big-time coaching news in the NFL. We'll get you the details on that coming up next. Listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. There's a new way to cheer in your Cleveland Browns with the help of your favorite four-legged companion, Barking Backers, presented by Milkbone, the Browns' newest club for pet parents worldwide. Sign up today at BarkingBackers.com. Barking Backers, the fan club for dogs. It feels like it's really in play that it, Jim Harbaugh could be the head coach at Denver by the end of the day. That's he what met with him last week. That's what Our it guy, sounds like. Albright is tweeting out polls about khaki pants, juicy fruit, other. It feels like it is all in play, my friend. All in play. Albright, people give him a tough time, I would say, at times. Albright doesn't typically dabble in theoretical he usually if he's gonna like get you fired up for something it's he knows yeah 
But I thought he went. I thought he was already agreed that he was back at Michigan. He did. He did. It's true. It reminds me of uh, the scene in the fine film Jerry Maguire when the guy said it is his word is strong as oak or his bond is strong as oak. But how about a contract, Matt? But you have my word, Jerry, and it's as strong as oak. Yeah, that. That. Turns yeah. out not. Cush. Cush. Yeah, Cush's dad. Yeah, Cush's dad. He, it turns out Broncos didn't want to deal with Jerry Maguire. Turns out. I deal with, Matt, I deal with Denver all the time. You let that snake in, Bob Sugar? Bob Sugar. So. Jay Moore, interesting career. Yeah, very Personal odd. and, you know who he's dating now? Who? Genie Bus. Feels appropriate for him. He's Nikki Cox in her prime. Yep. I don't know what career prospects he had, but now Jeannie Buss. And Cush was Jerry O'Connell. That's correct. Who is now hosting Pictionary on some network at three in the afternoon. Who was previously the kid in Stand By Me. Yeah. Yes, indeed he was. Yeah. The Miz, our good friend, was on this Pictionary yesterday. Okay. I would urge you to seek out the clip. In fact, you don't have to seek it out. I'll show it to you in the next break. Okay. He was attempting to draw a scuba diver. Oh, God. And what he produced has been the subject of a Netflix faux documentary, a comedic documentary, if you will, many, many years ago, which is one of the funniest TV shows I've ever watched in my entire life. It is unbelievable. He called me literally. I texted him. I was like, what you did on this program yeah. is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, and I can't stop laughing. And he like immediately called me from Raw to talk about it. <laughs> he was like, I didn't mean to do that. Like, it is – it's all time. That's amazing. It's a kid's show. It, but not necessarily. And He didn't draw Scuba Steve. <laughs> no. If he did, it was he has a very strange idea of what a scuba diver looks like. <laughs> oh man. So this Harbaugh stuff's crazy. Um you're That's right. You got a nice little Harbaugh kind of Bob Sugar. It's fine. Yeah. Harbaugh, um this was ten days ago, two weeks ago, uh recommitted to Michigan. I'm staying at Michigan. Yes. yes. This is the third straight off season where he's done this. Yes. One time Michigan pushed him out the door and then said you can come back, but it'll take a pay cut. Yes. Last year, remember it was a year ago tomorrow. When Jim Harbaugh last year was in Minnesota interviewing with Quasi Adolfo Mensa on National Signing Day. National Signing Day is tomorrow. Okay. It's not as big as it used to be because they have an early signing day too, but it's still a, it's a big deal. And now it appears that he's going to take the job in Denver. Um, Michigan has put up with all of this. It's a stunning thing. It's that wild. Done. Um, it's that's the they most wild. have to be hoping deep down he just takes it and we get rid of this circus you guys are both old enough to remember michigan 89 basketball right you remember yes. michigan in 1989 glenn rice exactly. Ramil robinson, robinson. Yeah. won the Loy, national champion Loy vaught Loy vaught terry mills terry mills on that team uh yeah so they played seton hall ramon rivas and Seton Hall. Was Dave Corzine on that team? And Andrew Gaze. Andrew Gaze, that was the center. Yeah. Andrew Gaze uh -huh. was the, uh, the shooter from PJ Carlissimo. PJ Carlissimo was the coach. Ramil Robinson hit two free throws to win it. Yeah. You may or may not remember that the head coach of Michigan basketball. Can I guess? Sure. Steve Fisher? Uh-huh. But he didn't start. 
the year as the head coach. Bill Frieder started the year as the head coach of Michigan. Bill Frieder took the job at Arizona State, but thought that he was going to get to coach out the rest of the season in 89. Bo Schembechler said, mm, why don't you pack your bags? We're going to have a Michigan man coach Michigan. So they promoted Steve Fisher, who was an interim coach at the time, and Fisher won the national title. So Bo Schembechler. all team beat Duke in the final Bo Schimmicker laid the groundwork for a Michigan man is going to coach Michigan. Quinn Snyder got hurt. I've never forgotten. And for three, is that an Allah Abdel Nabi? Yeah, it was actually. That's right. So the for for three straight years, he has for one year begged the NFL to hire him three years ago. Last year had some legitimate interest. This year had quite a bit of legitimate interest. And in all three instances, went back to Michigan. In all three instances, says I'm a Michigan man, and now appears to be going to Denver. Two things. Number yes. one, the word is not oak. Number two, it is amazing. And I think one of the – I don't think it speaks just to our age. Now, you could say anybody would be able to do what we just did right there. But I do think that the 80s through, I would say, 2002-ish was the golden era of college basketball. And the fact that you just said 1989 Michigan, I would have been 11. Yeah. And I was able to give – we were able to come up basically the starting line, starting the line coach, up. the coach. Yeah. Like That's right. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't name four people on any college basketball team right now. In fact, I'll go so far as say, I don't think that I could name one person on any college basketball team in the country right now, unless Bronny James is in college. And I don't believe he is. He's not. No, he's a senior. So zero, none, not one. And nice. I used to give you, I could have given you of course everybody in the pack 10. Yeah. And then most of like the ACC and yeah. the big East, the big East, like, the Big East was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, several thousand factors led to where you are, how it got to this point. Um, one and done. For sure. Prop for, Kevin Garnett in 95 goes Prop 48, and he can't get grades to go into Michigan, so he's got to go pro. Up at, From him, it was Moses Malone Moses to Malone. Kevin Garnett, where everybody else went to college. Garnett got trapped in the Prop 48. And ended up having to go straight. And then the next year was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And then Tracy McGrady. Yeah. And it was like, oh, this is what it's going to be. Then the NBA steps in. There was the draft that was the um, – it was Tyson Chandler, Eddie one. Curry, and um, Eddie Curry. Tyson, Kwame Brown. The crazy thing is, is all those guys played like 10 years in the league, and they all made like tens of good millions mo- of good dollars. Good money. Never None of them were stars. Right. Eddie Curry had one had great moments. year <clears throat> with the Knicks. And Chandler was a very good star. Very good role, role player. player. Yeah. yeah. And Kwame was fine. I mean, he's 10 points, 8 rebounds, whatever. Um, but shortly thereafter, the NBA then ad- made him do the one-in yeah. rule, um, thinking that that would help, and it really hasn't. I mean, no. if – they the should say three. The fact that the NBA never jumped into the NFL waters and I said didn't. three years, yeah. make them stay, then they would draft ready-made stars and so forth and so on because that's what it was. The reason we know all those people is because they were all veterans. But they also played a beautiful – they played together, so they played a beautiful brand of basketball. Well, it was an it was actual like team. Real, it wasn't it was a like – It was a team. You, if you pull up – we don't need to do a whole lot on this, but I, I'll just give you this. If you were to pull up the AP College Basketball Top 25 right now and see who's in it and more especially who's not in it, so, for example, last weekend, All I Alabama is the number two team in the country in basketball. Okay. You, you, you're probably going to give 100 guesses. You're not going to guess Alabama. Hold on. Who did – I don't want to confuse them Your with Arkansas. Your coach used to coach at Buffalo. Did, mm-hmm. Hold on. Latrell Sprewell, an Alabama yes, guy? Yes, correct. Fact. Okay. Yep, nailed it. All right. Um, I almost went Scotty Thurman, and that's Arkansas with Corliss Williamson. Yeah. Nolan Richardson, right. the coach, defeated Arizona in the – Final four. Al Dillard would shoot from the snout on the pig. Yeah. And at the final, going into the final four, Jim Nance asked him, he had like four, four threes in the game to put him to the final four. 
And Jim Nance asked him, what is your range to Al Dillard? And Al Dillard goes, if it's in the gym, Jim. If it's in the gym, Jim. Yeah, yes. Just a little guy who could shoot it. All right, real so, quick while you so here, okay, here you go. Here's your, here's your thing. Well, I know who number one is. <clears throat> go. Purdue. They are. Because yeah. they have like an eight-foot, nine Seven-foot-four kid. I watched. Yeah. Zach Eady. Yeah. See, I had no idea his name was. Happened to be on. I did brunch with Miss K, mm-hmm. uh, and it was on in the bar. And I was like, "Who is this giant?" Meanwhile, he like airballed a sky hook from one foot. He's not foot. skilled. No, but he is a giant. Yeah, he had thirty-eight and thirteen Bradley. in that game against Michigan State. Yeah, he scored thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Looks like he can't even function. Well, he's a three-year guy because there's no. He's not athletic enough to be like a pro. Like they don't know what to do with him. Um, so you end up seeing three years. So it goes Purdue, Tennessee, Houston, Alabama, Arizona. Those are the top five. Bear so down. Arizona is Virginia, Kansas State, Kansas, UCLA, Texas. Uh, who is not ranked? Duke, Carolina, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. Not ranked. Uh, they were playing None of them and they were not ranked. I was like, where's their number? They beat Kansas beat them over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, none of those teams are ranked. Nobody knows what to do in college basketball because they have these transfer kids and you don't know who's going to get along. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. It's a deb- like the – any, I feel like any team in the top twenty-five in the late eighties to through the mid-nineties would smoke the number one team right now. Well, I'm not sure that exactly what you said would not also be apply if they played like the Houston Rockets, who all have a bunch of kids, like in the NBA. Yes, this the year. Houston Rockets are like a bunch of nineteen-year-old kids. You want how many people 19, like the name on the Houston Rockets? Jalen Green, James Harden, <laughs> Yao Ming, Sixers, Tracy McGrady, retired, Sam Cassell. Akeem Olajuwon? A little bit sensitive about his look, Sam Cassell is. Listen, you got to just own it at that point. There was a a little sensitive. There was a man in in Philadelphia who was celebrating that had an interesting look, and he just owned it, and I applaud him for his courage. You have to to be comfortable in your own skin. You got to at some point. Uh, As we go around the NFL, 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy reportedly has a torn UCL in the right elbow. Um, That's That's a big deal, by the way. It's a big deal, yeah. Like, it's actually kind of amazing now that he threw two-yard passes. Yeah. It's so funny, like – I was having a conversation this morning and, and the conversation was going along the ways of like, well, like the praise of the Eagles. And I'm like, okay, you are aware that the 49ers could not throw the ball Didn't have down a, the field. No. They're like, well, they should have come up with something. I said, like on the fly, you want them to install an offense in the middle of the third quarter without a quarterback. We live in the real world, man. Did you drop the, you know, 100 people in the crowd? If not 1,000, would have given them a better chance to win? I used 50 because I thought 100 or 1,000 was a little bit aggressive, but I think 50 would have. How did Thing or Not 50. a Thing go, by the way? Thrived. Okay. Probably going to be sponsored by the end of the day. Wouldn't shock me if it is already. <laughs> Mark Maskey with this from the Washington Post. The Chiefs-Bengals meeting in the AFC Championship game drew an average of 53.1 <laughs> million viewers. That's up 11% from last year's AFC title game, the most watched show on TV since the Super Bowl from a year ago. Um, up 11%. Last year it was the early game, though, so that yep. probably contributes to the 11%. The other thing that contributes to the 11% growth and the 53 million is that the two biggest stars in the NFL right now are Burrow and Mahomes. And we're in it, yeah. And I think even just as amazing as, and I don't know if this is going to be you're going to read, was that the Niners, Niners-Eagles did... 47 yeah and it was over by early so like yeah. if that game had been close i wonder what that would have done that yeah it feels like it would have been a monster. monster yeah i mean the fact is i'm no mathematician but 47 plus 53 means 100 million yeah people how many I were they're not unique but right i just wondered how up. many watched both if if around 50 million watched 
you know, the average. I don't know if it's me getting old. Did but like 35 million watch yeah, all of it? Yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. I'm maybe it's I'm getting old. But like to sit and watch six it. hours straight of football is a lot. I can't to do. do. I can't like do I want. I, that's why I think they should go to AFC Saturday, NFC Sunday, or vice whatever. Whatever. They feel Pick like. it. Pick Rotate them. Rotate it care. every year. Yeah. But one game each day would be way more fun and way easier to get. Like totally and it'd be a bigger. In. So Breer was saying this morning that the reason I don't want to do that is because Sunday rates better than Saturday. I got to be honest with you. NFL's impervious. Yeah. The NFL on a Saturday would do yes. 50 million in its Saturday sleep. night? Yes. Saturday night would do 50 million in its no sleep. No doubt. There's no question yeah, no about doubt. it. Let's, not be, let's, not, be, let's Let, not be crazy. Let's, let's not be ridiculous about it. Like it's, yeah, no, for sure. It's a, That's why a lot of times this will happen during the season. So the way I consume our games when I don't go is I watch it on primary screen and I have red zone on secondary screen. So that's how I view the NFL in the one to four o'clock yeah. hour. When that's done, I'm done. I don't watch. I can't do 405. I'm not running that right back. So you guys usually get home, and then you guys are into the 405. I get like the second half right. or the fourth you get, quarter. You get that part get of the 405s, game. and then you get the Sunday night game. Which I'm usually done with by halftime. Right. it's super Really compelling. great. Yeah. yeah. So, like, my my NFL experience ends typically in terms of all in at, at 4 o'clock. That's, yeah. that's the way. that Because you can't. Yeah. You can't sit there and, and, and watch it nonstop like that. It just seems – like, such a no-brainer. Um, Mike Florio regarding the Derek Carr situation. The Raiders have 16 days to figure out a potential trade for Derek Carr before the money. Listen, he controls all of this. I don't even he need to read anymore. To, in the Kick words rocks. of my dad, yeah. Go get. Yeah. That's a, that's a not Pedro to tell him. Come on, man. Yeah, like, Scratch me my it, check, dude. It was just weird. I'm like, where? I forgot that this is coming up rather quickly. Yes. That's what I said. They have. Yes. This is. It's a. They're. They handled that so poorly. They could have given him the dignity of playing out the season. Of course. Been cool with it and said they bench him because they're afraid if he got hurt, then they'd be on the hook. And now they're going to be on the hook. And he absolutely, there should he should never, ever, 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 he should tell any team that is possibly I will not. There, I won't. They have to cut me. Don't trade for me. Yeah. They must cut me. And by the way, why would he want to limit the team don't, he's going to? I don't want you to, to give up assets to don't get give me. Up anything. They're cutting me. They have no choice. Yeah. It's crazy. How stupid. What an idiot. Bunch of, yeah. Bozos. Bunch of bozos. By the way, you mentioned Moses Malone earlier, and I laughed. So my buddy Vince Condi, he played at Cuesta okay. in the San Luis Obispo area and then played at uh, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo Hoops. And his coach was this guy named Rusty who was like 7'3", and he would talk kind of funny like, hmm, huh, what's the deal? So, Rusty was a really good college player. Uh, I want to say, like, maybe Oregon. Okay. And was going to go pro. But, like, back then, every team just kind of drafted for what they needed. Like, if you drafted a center, that's if you watch the Showtime Lakers series, like, that's remember, they're like, we don't need a point guard. We have Norm Nixon. Right. Draft Sidney Moncrief, you idiots. No, but we needed a center. So, we draft center. Well, that year going into it, only, I guess there was only one center that was, like, really needed. Moses Malone. Yeah. So he he would always tell us story like, I'd be in the NBA, but the year I was going out, they only need one center. And this kid comes out. Moses Malone. Moses Malone. <laughs> huh? What's the deal? Moses Malone. And so that's why he claims that he was not in the How NBA. How was that program? Did he run a good program? He did run a good program. Nice. An interesting character, Rusty. Yeah, it certainly was. Huh? What's the deal? <laughs> From a Malone. business of football standpoint, NFL informed teams yesterday, salary cap 224.8. 
That's up from 208.2. Oh, baby. Franchise tag numbers were issued as well. Uh, the Bears are among the big winners. They'll have $90 million in cap space to spend uh, from the AFC North. Uh, the Bengals at 43, Baltimore 26, Steelers at just over a million, but we know how all this goes. If they're in on fields, they can surround him with incredible talent, trade the number one pick back to four, still get the guy that they would have drafted at one most likely, and a bevy of picks to be good, set up to be really good for a long, long time. If yep. they're out on fields, you could probably trade fields to somebody, get a decent haul, not as good as the number one overall pick, right. select your quarterback, and you have all kinds of assets to surround him with. Like yeah. they're in a very, very good position. They could get. They've never been in a good position as a franchise ever. So they, I'm sure they'll drop the ball on this. But they yeah. could be. They could get very good very quickly. They should. They should. They should. Um, which would you do? I see Fields through the fantasy football lens. Right. I will say when I got a chance to watch a couple of his games. Like, if you said to me, he's got to throw the ball 30 times a game, I don't feel great about that. Yeah, he's reverted from his time at Ohio State. Not very accurate, doesn't really see the field. So if you feel like that's part of it would be the scheme or the lack of, you know, weaponry around him and that, you know, you can work with that, that's one thing. If you feel like that's not going to get any better and all he can do is run and when he he's already got hurt this year and though he's a big guy, then I would say, let, let me get somebody who I really feel like can throw the football. Yeah. I think they would do. I think they'll do the latter. I think it's more likely they trade Fields, yeah, and keep one, provided they think that Bryce Young can drive the ball in Chicago. Well, because Fields has the the arm. Maybe they're going to build a dome. Very cool. Well, they are building a dome, but not. That's a good eight years. Probably out, take probably. six, seven, eight years before yeah. that thing's done. So, it'd be like halfway through Young's career, provided he gets there. Yeah, yeah. They could build a. You know, the thing is, there's no scenario where Justin Fields isn't more accurate and a better thrower of the football than Jalen Hurts. Just doesn't exist. I mean, right now he's not. He's not, but what happened? Right, fair. Okay. It's bad so coaching. Look, look. Of course. David like, Carr was a dark. David Carr, not yeah. Derek, David. Oh, he's sh- one of the greatest what-ifs. Should have been a stud. Our guy Tim Couch, too. Should have been a stud. Beaten. Yeah. Mentally spent coaches in and out systems yeah. can't do it cooked them um yeah i just feel like if with fields in chicago if you like honestly what they should have done is just what will it take howie roseman what do you want 15 million dollars a year to run this thing like that's what you should do do that have him procure the talent and do is it that, that way even philly i don't make, think everybody's a got a number everybody's got a number how deep are jeff Lurie's pockets well deep but, I mean, he would have to match. Yeah. There's always an ego that comes with that. But, you know, like what uh, Epstein did with the Red Sox and he went to the Cubs. Theo. Like, that's that should be yeah. – that's yeah. what Howie should do. He should just go to places, get him Super Bowls. Have him won one and put together a Super Bowl roster. Give me four years. That's yeah. what Epstein did. You think about – that dude did it with the Red Sox and the Cubs. Both. Yeah. Where's he now? I don't know. He's working in professional sports. Looking. Yeah, he's working in professional sports. Currently works for MLB as a consultant. Boy, that's a nice payday probably. Dude, he should be a first ballot Cooperstown Hall of Famer. You are There are no two streaks that are more infamous in our lifetime 
than Cubs and Red Sox. None. Dude's 49 years old. Of course. Two nine-year runs. One with the Red Sox, one with the Cubs. Yeah. Is he a Hall of Famer? Absolutely. On the first ballot. Yeah, no doubt. It's crazy. He won twice with the Red Sox. Yeah. Once with the Cubs. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, some of the sound bites and uh, some of the things that caught our attention from the championship weekend. We'll have that for you coming up next. This is the Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Fans, mark your calendars. Face up on the lake presented by Meyer. First major outdoor hockey game at First Energy. It's February 18th, just a couple of weeks away. The Bucks and the Wolverines at First Energy. Tickets on sale now starting at 12 bucks. For more information, visit firstenergystadium.com slash faceoff or call 440-891-5250. Time to hear uh, some, of the, some of the sounds from championship weekend. Let's start with the final call of the Eagles and Niners as heard on Sports Radio 94 WIP in Philadelphia. The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship 4-3-2-1. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. That guy's got a voice. Who's that guy? Merrill Reese. Merrill Reese. I like that guy. He's been the best Eagles since 77. He's weird. He's strange. He sounds fantastic. No. You're not. Hello? Now you are. That is is so great. Hold on. That guy's great. Two things. Don't let him ever be a WWE referee. That was a very fast count. Four, three, two, one. That felt very, very quick. Take your time, yeah. And I am curious, what were the other outtakes? What were the other ideas he had for his send-off? Air traffic control. A flock of eagles is headed to Arizona. Like, what didn't make the cut if that's where we That's where we landed? Yeah. Curious. Is that all scripted? I would like Nance's are for sure in the final four. Like he's got those lined out at the end that he's going to do. I... Like does Jimmy or is Jimmy flying on the seat no. of his pants on that? I think yes and no. I think he thinks about it because he I, definitely I think he thinks about it. I don't know if Nance is scripted. Hold on a second. End. If that wasn't scripted, I don't know what. I don't know which is better or worse. Yeah. For that one to have been scripted or for that to have been off the cuff. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty funny. It was. Can, you, can I hear it again? Can I hear that again, please? The Philadelphia Eagles have won the NFC Championship 4-3-2-1. By the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. You know what it's got a little of? It's got a little of Farrell doing Harry Carey. It does have a little bit of that. It also sounded like hey, the, you know. It, you know, it also sounded How like was it? I mean, there's a, a lot little, of that. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of that, isn't there? To that. It also sounded like the That's guy great. who was uh reading Four like, three two one. The little orphan Annie thing well, in the Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need another beer. That guy's, 
He's great, though. But, I mean, that guy, he was that pretty guy. happy to give that. Lo- that felt like something. Yeah, I think he was he ready. He was prepared. <laughs> yeah. You know, this will be this will be the opposite end of the spectrum. Oh, get this will be fun. This is the Bengals Radio Network. These guys are great, but they are. It's a specific t- taste. This is Burrow to Higgins on the touchdown. Burrow looking at the defense. Two deep safeties for KC. Shotgun snap to Joe. He throws it down the left sideline. A leaping catch for a touchdown. T. Higgins, full grown man. I always feel like when I listen to them, he knows he's going to be interrupted. So he's trying to talk faster so that he can get it in before. The interruption so takes. All right, I need that one again. I need that one again. I need that one again. Looking at the defense, two deep safeties for KC. Shotgun snap to Joe. He throws it down the left sideline. A oh, leaping catch baby. for a touchdown. Yeah. T Higgins, full grown man. Okay, full this, thrown man. Was full grown, full grown, full man. grown man. Okay. So this is a 15 second clip. Yeah. Yes. As people who have watched our like big calls that they post on yeah, after yeah. the games, like there could go thirty seconds before I even make a, a a begin to make a sound. Right, right. And a fifteen second clip that included the setup, two deep safeties, blah blah yeah. blah blah blah, down the left side, and ended with full grown man uninterrupted. You got an oho, baby, yeah, and woo. <laughs> All that got in there. That's about right. That's unbelievable. And if you do any of those oh in my the game, God. I will kill you on camera in the booth. Here is the next. Uh, this will be the other side of the spectrum. This mm. is uh, the Bengals Radio Network on the Joseph Asai roughing of Mahomes. Two receivers out to each side. Mahomes with a deep drop. Finish. Now moving in the pocket. Running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out uh, of bounds. And the Bengals no. push him after no. he was out of bounds. Multiple flags Ugh. are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's kind of, it's kind of it funny. Again? And it adds to the moment a little bit right there. Again? Yeah, give me that again. Two receivers out to each side. Mahomes with a deep drop. Now moving in the pocket. Running to the right and running well. He's at the 50. He's trying to run for the first down. He goes out of bounds. And the Bengals push him after he was out of bounds. Multiple flags are going to tack 15 yards onto this play. Eight seconds left in regulation. All right, so you got to finish. Yep. And uh, and ah, no, no. Ugh. In that one. All right. Here's uh Like hold on, Gibbe. Yeah. Like the no no's are pretty funny. Like that's, the no yo's are very oh. funny. Like that's yeah. a real moment. I, that one I that to me is not nearly as no. bad as the no. as the oh baby, yeah, woo. In here's, the touchdown. Uh, yeah. Here's the Chiefs game winning field goal from the Kansas City side on one oh six point five the Wolf out of Kansas City. Harrison Butker, the biggest kick of his Chiefs life. Placement is down. Butker's kick is up. The spinning kick high, floating in the air. Good! 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 Did Cincinnati call timeout? They did not! They did not! They did not! It's a field goal from 45 yards out by Harrison Butker with three seconds to go in regulation. Okay. okay. One voice. 24 seconds. Yep. Now, that we're would gonna, be, now we're going to see it from the other side. That would be ours. Now we're going to hear it from the other side. Yeah. This is uh, the Bengals radio network on the game-winning call. <laughs> Butker is ready. Now the snap, the placement, the kick is up, and it is Ah. good. Ah. 
Three seconds remaining, and the Kansas City Chiefs have a three-point lead, 23-20. to 20. Like that when he ruined the call. He ruined them all. It doesn't matter what the, the call no-no is. was pretty good. He's going to ruin it. He's ruined it. Like this, all of who's them. The, which one? Is Lapham the play-by-play, or is Lapham the one interjecting? Uh, Dan Horde is the play-by-play. Yeah, Dan Lapham, Horde and Lapham. Lapham jumps in. Like, at yeah. some point, like, the Chiefs one was a professional broadcast. Yeah. One that one guy got to do everything, and maybe the other guy said how something you, afterwards. Like, like if the you Chiefs are Dan Horde, how are you? Like, really? Can I have one? Can I do the job once? Well, the like, thing about the T Higgins one, the Super Bowl, like the T Higgins no, people one, in Cincinnati love him. The yeah. T Higgins one's a third quarter touchdown. Yeah, right. Like the to me the the Joseph Osai one is the one that makes the most sense. Like saying finish while the ball snapped a little bit wild, but the. Ah, no, no, while like because the game's over and you realize it. Like, that's real emotion. These guys have nothing on Paul Keels and Jim Lachey, though. Jim Lachey will cut in at a hair's notice. No doubt about that. I think this is more egregious than Lachey. Oh, this is more egregious. This is more egregious. Lachey's ruined a couple national championships. Yes, he has. He does jump in, but I don't know. There's a reason why we call it. I I tell Zagura, don't Lachey, Jim Donovan. This is. Every call, though. I mean, no, this is every one is that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then post game, we had a couple of WWE moments from Travis Kelsey. I couldn't love him anymore. I couldn't either. This is him on the comments on the whole uh, Burrowhead stuff uh, from last week. I just want to thank God, man. <laughs> Woo! Burrowhead, my ass! Woo! It's Mahomes' house! And then one Hold more. On, the best was though Mahomes doing the interview. And you could see Mahomes was okay. like, okay. "Okay, what's going to happen here?" <laughs> like, just, just come on, just get me through this. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kelsey uh, also went at the Cincinnati mayor. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. <laughs> you gotta fight. Oh, you're right. oh, the BC. Yeah, yeah, because the Rock followed by the BC boys. That's, that's pretty a pretty good. elite That's one an too. elite. Yeah. What are you going to do? Elite job all the way through uh, on that side of it. Um, it was interesting, though, because like the tone, and I understand the celebration ball, but like it was 23 to 20. Burrow had the ball with over two minutes and timeouts. I mean, Cincinnati blew it. Totally. It's, I, not, it's not like it was 38 to 17 and you smoked Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it took every single thing going your way in the last quarter and Cincinnati blowing it on the last drive uh, to be able to get it done. The other thing I would say to that, it's not like Burrow was acting like calling it Burrowhead or any of the Bengals. No, like the Bengals Jamar were. Jamar Chase and those guys weren't. No, it was, it was the clowns. Yeah. Eli Apple and those guys. Um, but yeah, that was pretty good. I tell you what, that wouldn't, this wouldn't be a bad, it would take more work than more work, but like, it would be fun to do this like on a Tuesday during the season. Get the best like Bengals best, calls. Well, or even be, best NFL calls of the weekend. Yeah. We could do that. Like, I think I, that I would be totally, really funny. I could totally do that. It would be really fun to, to have some fun with the play-by-play around the league about some of the stuff we hear because well, I think the Bengals stuff is amazing. It would be just, fun to do when we do, if we do, like, a team review of every Paul team. Allen get us through this. We could get their best radio best calls. Best radio calls? Yeah. Of the yeah. year. Now, that's I think we, that, we that's very that. funny. I think that's very funny. Oh, no. No, uh, no. <laughs> like, if, if you're hard, do you ever get to like fit, do it? Oh, never, baby. Yeah, woo. <laughs> never. 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, final hour here on a Tuesday. Up next, uh, we'll go the interior of the offensive line. We're in pretty good shape there. We'll get to that with one big question mark, of course. We'll get to that coming up next. Let's to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Ballybet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by Ballybet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The O-line is uh, it's such a tough position because when you keep five guys on the field, it's a it's a huge advantage for you. Um, but when you lose a guy, you got to be ready for the next man up. And I think those guys that have come in have, have really done an admirable job. We have a great room here. You know, Joel, obviously, Wyatt, um, Don, uh, like literally everybody. You know, we have... Uh, multiple players that can play at a very high level, um, which makes our job easier. You know, it's an absolute blessing to have those guys behind you. Um, but, you know, we got to do our job. And as an offensive line, um, we know we take pride in being able to put, you know, rushing yards on the ground and be able to play complimentary football. Again, I can't thank the guys around me enough. They're really, really good and uh, help me out, make sure all the calls are right and all that stuff. That Just, just a ton of great communication with the whole offensive line. Um, so it makes it a lot easier for me. Being you know, only five years in the NFL, you know, experience is a lot. You know, the time you spend next to someone, um, you know, that chemistry you grow obviously means a lot. Poe has stepped up. Poe's a great player. He's a great leader in that inside. Um, you know, Joel and I, you know, we're playing, you know, ups and downs. You know, we got to continue to get better. You know, a little banged up throughout the year, and, and that was something that we had a how to try and overcome. Um, I do think Coach Callahan does a good job of getting guys ready to play. Um, it's something we obviously want to be healthy because I think when we have our five guys out there and we're we're healthy, we can we can be a pretty dang good O-line. You know, I know that we've advanced our techniques. You know, we're trying to, to build a leverage system, you know, that's more advanced than uh, more teams. You know, we're just a little, little bit different in that realm. Joel, no question. Man, he's like, he's got like a center brain, he's got tackle feet, and he's got guard strength. So he's like the perfect combination. You know, I know uh, it wasn't what we wanted. Um, you know, we want to be in the playoffs when we compete for Super Bowls, but we appreciate the support and just know we're doing everything in our power to, to get right for next year. All right, offseason positional breakdown. Centers on the centers and the offensive guards. Joel Batonio on the roster, elected to the Pro Bowl for the fifth time in his career. First team All-Pro. It's his fifth total All-Pro nod. Uh, second first team selection, three second team selections. That is inching closer to gold jacket. Yeah, he's, got, he's, he's well he's, on. He's it, building the, the – Building the resume. Yeah, the house is uh, – the foundation is up. Yeah. Um, on that. Uh, Wyatt Teller, Pro Bowl for the second straight season. Drew Forbes on the roster as well. Free agents, Ethan Posick, uh, Froholt as well as Michael Dunn. Uh, we have uh, Nick Harris, who's uh, injured at the start of camp. So that's where we start on the offensive line. In the middle of our offensive line, one of the strengths of our team through the last few years. Oh, yeah. It's probably one of the best interiors, certainly when you had J.C. Treader in there. And then the way Ethan Posick played earlier this year, he's pro football focuses number three center uh, while he was healthy. So, yeah, it, it's one of the best interiors in the NFL. The question, you know, remains, what do you do at center? Do you bring Ethan Posick back? You know, Nick Harris, what I would say is with Bill Callahan here, and as long as he is here, you can take on reclamation projects. Ethan Posick was a second-round pick who was jettisoned out of, you know, Seattle for not being productive and comes here and plays the best season of his career. So you know you have a coach who has the yep. ability to maximize whatever talent you give him. I do think you still invest there. Now you're going to get Nick Harris back, who – had beaten out Posick, to be yep. honest, and was going to be your starting center. He's here every day working hard. Um, so How is he? He's Nick. good. His spirits are spirits great. Spirits are good. Yeah. I love that guy, man. A very nice guy, and I think I think he's, he'll have an opportunity next year. But you'll see what they do with Posick. Um, 
if they draft somebody, if they sign, I think they'll, you know, you bring in another cheap veteran in uh, and, and the interior and you're in good shape there. Drew Forbes um, is a guy that they like the way that he developed this year. So he's a guy who can be on the inside. Really just the center position is a little question. My guess is you'll bring Michael Dunn back and, he, you know, he can play start at guard yeah. for you. And you're pretty set there. You're in a, you're in a good spot. Yeah, they really, I mean, it's one of the strengths of the, of the football team, certainly. Yeah. Uh, and we've invested a lot in this part with with the contracts for Wyatt and for Joel. So this yes. is uh, that, something that there's a lot of money in. Which is why it feels like center is going to be one of those positions where, yes, you are you want to invest in it, but your ideal scenario is to be, you know, average or below average in your investment, but getting above average play given how good the supporting cast is. You've got the investment the in everywhere else and how the good the coach is right. So I think that you are in a very, very good spot there. Gibby wants one word to describe the Browns' interior offensive line this past season. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was sturdy. I thought it was stout. Um, it's unfortunate, again, what happened. You know, Froholt came in and I thought played well, but obviously there was a drop-off from Froholt, uh, from Ethan Posick to Froholt. A uh, little bit snake-bitten, I would say, in the sense of, you know, the injuries at that center position, you know, given that Nick Harris missed as well and you were down to your third center, uh, at that, and really your fourth, because Dunn won that backup backup center job my guess is Dunn comes back you got Harris you have Dunn you'd have Batonio Teller Forbes you'd be pretty good on the interior right there if you can get Posick back on a deal that makes sense for him and for you I think you would do it if not uh, it feels like you know you might not be able to do it because you can't I don't know that you can dedicate a ton of resources to that position financially right now nor should you no and you might um, draft somebody <clears throat> yeah absolutely I mean it you know, Gibby's last question, can Nick Harris be the guy at center for this team going forward? Uh, you hope. You hope. Yeah. But, I mean, this is his third year or fourth year in the operation. So he was drafted the year that we drafted Grant Delpit. So this will be his fourth season. Fourth season. This is last year of his rookie contract. So, obviously, he would you'd, he would love to get to start. Yeah. And, yeah. and get a chance to be the guy. You know, we did the, the tackle positions uh, yesterday, did tackle yesterday, did offensive guards, did centers today. Um, as you look at this offensive line, it, it's – Hard to argue that it's in anything other than its prime, but it's also, you know, probably in the back end of its prime. It is getting a little long in the, in the tooth uh, when you think about now. Jack just resigned recently, and Joel too. But I mean, they are in the smack. This offensive line as a collective is in the smack dab in there in its prime. Yeah, and that's that's the strength of of this team. You know, there, you send you know four guys to the Pro Bowl. Two of them are in this position group. Yeah, you know, so you're yeah good spot here. It's obviously very, very important. I think that, you know, if you wish that you could have, you know, maybe Post was brought in on a longer deal, you just didn't know what you were going to get. No. So he did a great job. Now he didn't finish season, so maybe the rate stays low, and I think he wants to be here. I think sometimes people understand the grass isn't greener for me elsewhere. This is where I will have an opportunity to be the best, and then maybe at some point I can take that leap. As a center, you can play in this league for a very, very long time to take that leap to go really try to chase dollars. But I think you know Ethan Posick probably wants to build his resume. He says he wants to be back, and now it's a matter of can they work that out. Yeah, and I, I think you look at the culture of offensive line here from Schwartz and Mack and Thomas to Batonio um, and Teller and Conklin, Conklin. and that – there's been a lineage of good offensive line play oh, yeah. here going back a decade. For a long time. So, um, Unfortunately, it just hasn't been a part of wins. And in other places, it has been. It just hasn't translated to that here.
Well, it's because it can only do so much. It can only I mean, do so much. You, you know, yep. it's like anytime you have this conversation about the importance of offensive line play, it's one of the things. I mean, do you get this all the time? Like, people constantly come up to me talking about our offensive line as if it's not great. Like, oh, we got to get better on the offense. We got to draft offensive line. I'm like, no, are you kidding? Like, people did that with the Bengals with Panay Sewell and Jamar Chase. It's like, no, 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 don't do that. I mean, name the offensive lineman that played in front of Brady. Yeah. Like, how many people remember Jeff Saturday, if not for him just recently being rehired to coach the team, and then that image of Manning, that video of Manning saying, I'll call the plays, Jeff, I'll call him. And he's yelling at him. I mean, that's the, that's it. It's, yeah. You got to have that guy. Got to have that guy. Bro, who was playing offensive line for the Bengals Sunday? Not great. Doesn't matter. Right. Well, in, in that game, it, the pressure up front certainly did hurt them, but yeah. last year they no. had one of the worst offensive lines and in the league, the and they're a drive. They're thirty yards from a game-winning kick to win the Super Bowl. Yep. So, you know, I mean, it's it's yep. there. Yep. So, it we're lucky that we have this, but it's the other things. The one thing I am curious about is a full off season with a Deshaun Watson offense because it, there were some growing pains going from a guy like Jacoby who would hang around, stay in the pocket, to a guy like Deshaun who isn't necessarily always a one-read-and-rip but likes to be a little bit more of a freelancer. Yeah, and we pick up some wanna, holdings. we got to get that sorted out. Yeah, want to be a little bit more, take those layups, and then you know make big plays when <clears throat> the situation calls for it. Yeah, there were some some uh, untimely holding penalties as, no doubt. as it went along that, that have got to be cleaned up, certainly. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue with the positional previews tomorrow. Um, coming up next, uh, a couple other things around the league, including news on a quarterback in our division. We'll have that for you coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by Bally Bet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Car, truck, or motorcycle accident cause you injury, call the injury lawyers at 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk's proud partner of your Cleveland Browns reports uh, today that the Baltimore Ravens will franchise Lamar Jackson. So no surprise on that side of things. It doesn't mean he won't be traded. Um, he has to sign it. He has to sign it. Yeah. He has to sign it. Yeah. And that would be 32 fully guaranteed, which is, I'm guessing, below what he would want. Significantly so. Yeah. So, so you've... The Bengals talked about this a little bit yesterday. Um, Zach Taylor talked about wanting to get the borough done, done, which I felt was get like thing done. Like let's get it done. He's our whole operation. I think everybody knows it. Um, still add a little bit for a coach to say that he's the frontward face. Him and Burrow are the faces of the organization, though. Yeah. Like Mike Brown talks once a year. Yeah. With the turtle soup at the beginning of the year. I mean, that's it. You don't get. And Tobin, I don't know that Tobin talks ever. Does he? Not that I'm, I'm pretty sure Tobin has to talk at the combine. Yeah, he would have to do that. But I mean, they, it's not like he's out there. No. So um, here's the the needle that. So two things on this. It bother. It always bothers me when people say, you know, Burrow's got to do what's right by the team, and like team friendly. It. 
No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have to do no, that. No, and he's there's not a market going, value. He's not going to do that. And and he's at the top of the market and he is do that. And everybody in this league makes a lot of money. The quarterback's the most important position. He's allowed for a lot of what's happened down there already, and he does not have to take a discount uh, in any way. There's a lot of ways to do this. So the most recent like contracts to go over, obviously Deshaun's at 230 fully, um, is at the top of that. Patrick Mahomes is, is 10, 450, and I want to say he's 140 guaranteed was Mahomes. Um, the Allen contract was eight. I think it's 265 with like 160 guaranteed. The one that's wild is the Kyler one, which is 230.5. So he wanted the overall number over Deshaun. He did it during the season last year, 230.5, and it's 190 guaranteed. Which is nuts. Which is crazy. Um, and they thought they had to put in a clause that said he would actually try. Yeah, pay attention, work. Yeah. So yeah. according to Sport Track, this is the 2023 quarterback cap hit rankings. Yeah. Deshaun number one at 54.9. Right. Dak Prescott, 49.1. Mm-hmm. Mahomes is at 46.7. I would almost say it's a bargain. You would say it is. Uh, Josh Allen's at 39.7. Yeah. It's a bigger bargain. Tannehill at 36.6. Uh, Cousins, now this is their cap hit, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you don't know. Like, Tannehill could be cut. Yeah. Cousins move is in at 36.25. Uh, Matt Ryan, 35.2. Yeah, see, I I don't think it'll have, you know, in Cincinnati, it's not going to have anything to do with the the yearly. It's going to be how much can they put in escrow to do the guarantee. Yeah, they're $44 million under the cap. So how do you make that money move around? Well, and they got, they're in a fine place now, but they'll have hard, hard decisions to make because Higgins is up now. Um, Chase is still a year away before you have to do that one. Um, but the Burrow one can be done now, and I I think that they would probably want to get it done. I know Joe yep. wants to be there. They obviously want him there. And so it's just a matter of what's the number. But as I outline in those guaranteed money that had been given out by from quarterbacks in the last four or five years, it's a wide discrepancy. I also think if you're white, you, you have the known commodity. Sign him now because a year and a half from now, that might be – he might be the fifth best contract, <laughs> like the way the market's going. Well, I'm sure up. Cincinnati would like to do 10 years, $460 million Yeah, for him. They'd do that tomorrow. Sure. Burrow's not going to do that. I don't know. It depends on the guarantees and what they have because yeah. that escrow rule. That's what I just said. Yeah. That's what That's I'm the saying. Like, part, they've yeah. got to put that money in escrow to be able to do that and for Chase. on the guarantee. Right. Chase's so guarantee. how much liquid do they have to put into escrow to handle it? Not much. Why don't they just get rid of that rule? It's a stupid rule. They don't, all like, these franchises are worth the, multiple billion dollars. And making money hand over fist. Right. Like, so who cares? They're going to pay these contracts. Yeah, right. Isn't that an old? It's like real it's, it's a, it's old. An, it's a Modell rule, though, isn't it? It's real old. Because this was an issue for him with yeah. paying out the bonuses with Andre Risen. Bad Moon Bad Risen. Moon Risen. Right. So, I mean, I, yeah. that could have something to do with it. Um, but it's... That's the tricky thing is if you do 10 460 for Burrow and you make it the biggest making the highest paid quarterback in the NFL in total contract 
But do you have two hundred million that you can put in escrow for a guarantee? Again, they should get rid of it. I agree, meetings. but they don't. Like if they don't, then this is where you're at. Do you believe the reason that rule has not been done away with is that the very liquid owners enjoy that that is a handicap on the owners that are not as liquid as they are? Absolutely. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you're going to have the Lamar. Just think about it. We had all of the all the stuff last year at the quarterback position with Russ. Um, we thought it was going to be with Rodgers. Didn't end up being. Um, and and you think about what happened with those. We've had Stafford move two years ago. You could you're going to have Derek Carr on. Not that he's on that level, but you're going to have Derek Carr move this year. Garoppolo is going to move this year. Brady could move this year. Rodgers could move again this year. Who knows what's going to happen at the top of the draft with Fields? Lamar could be moving this year. That's a lot. Oh yeah, it's a lot of the quarterback volatility in the market, which is yeah. good for I think for the sport because it's interesting. Um, but what how Burrow handles this will be really fascinating, and it's not fair for it to be on him to do. He's no, anything. and nor should he. He should. Do he should what be guilted into it. Like yeah, no. The value that he's bringing to that city and yeah. that franchise. It's Manning to Indy. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, if they want to build a dome, do it now. It's Mahomes to Kansas City. Yeah, it's, like, do it. It's, yeah. it's, re, it's do a building. It changes everything. Yeah. It's, a, you know, it's a total game changer in, in every way, shape, or form. Um, Gibby wants to know, do we agree with the following or disagree with the following continuing in 23? Teams investing heavily in the offensive line. I would disagree. So... I mean, he's pointing out a few teams. You know, the Bengals, you know, led the league in sacks taken in 2021. They went out and spent money on Collins, Karras, and Kappa. Now, they didn't get the benefit of those guys playing. They also used, you know, uh, a pick on a fourth rounder. They led the league in sacks last year, and they went to the Super Bowl, and they were a couple plays away from winning it. Yeah. This year, they did that. They didn't go to the Super Bowl. They were still very, very good, but okay. The ball's coming out so fast in the league right now. Yeah that it's just not as important as it was 20 years ago. I think you need to be competent, but the notion Very you need much. to be the best is you don't need to be the best no. offensive line. Now you could argue Philly is the best, and they're in the Super Bowl, but you also would acknowledge that Jalen Hurts is not Joe Burrow. Correct. So that's part of it. Um, when in doubt, take a flyer on a quarterback. Uh, yeah, of course. Always. That Always. goes all the way back to uh, Elliott's dad. Ron Wolf when he was running the Packers. Yeah. That's how they ended up with Brunel and Flynn and all those guys through the years that ended yep. up in Green Bay because every time that there was an opportunity, they take one. Don Mikowski. Oh, God. From man. Lynn Dickey to Don Mikowski to Brett Favre to Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Pretty good. By the way, Aaron Rodgers on McAfee just a moments ago. He's still doing it? It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Rogers oh said God. he's still taking his time, but I'm not part of those conversations right yeah. now. Here we go. We're just going to throw a little gasoline. It. He loves it, doesn't he? He does. No one's talking about me. Yeah. It's, he's a different dude, man. Very different. Hoff, when we had Hoff on, said that they're all fatigued. They're done, right? People yeah. in Wisconsin are like, fine, go. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. We've had enough. Uh, last trend here to agree or disagree, be aggressive. So I think when it makes sense to me, when you're talking about trading a first round pick for AJ Brown, trading draft picks for known commodities below their at or below their market value, because that was a it was a steal, whatever that full compensation was, the fifth and the sixth for Chauncey Gardner Johnson, that was a steal. You know what we did for Amari, that was a steal. Proven commodities. I'll go back to when the Ravens got Anquan Bolden 
I want to say from the Niners for yeah. like a sixth round pick. Like when you can get proven commodities for picks that have a thirty percent chance at, or better of hitting when you're a team that's contending, do it. I, I totally agree with that philosophy. Yeah. yeah, I think most people would. I yeah. you know, it's what we tried to do with Odell. I mean, that was the operation was you get Odell, you play playing with Jarvis and you have Baker and away you go. Didn't work out that way, but that's that's what you're trying to do. And you can't control injuries or any of that. But yeah, I think I do think that there is, you know, like I think the NFL properly values the draft over values individual picks in the draft. Yes. If that makes sense. Yep. Well, you need to have the draft so that you are able to support your team. Correct. That is the lifeblood of your team is the below market value elite players you can have while they're yeah. on their rookie contracts. And especially with a quarterback, you know, it obviously becomes much more difficult when you don't have a quarterback in the rookie deal. But then at the same time, Mahomes has gone to the AFC championship game every single year. You know, Brady's not on a rookie deal. Rodgers isn't on a rookie yeah. deal. Josh Allen's not on the a rookie Manning's deal. Are always Manning's, yeah, and they're able compensated to yeah, handsomely. They're able to like do it's it. all fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll do a little higher, lower, better, worse coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily, brought to you by BallyBet, coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. All right, time for a little higher, lower, better, worse. Presented by Keep It Fun Ohio from the Ohio Lottery, offering easy ways to keep gambling fun. Hello, Gibbe. No, Mike. Hi, Gibbe. Gibbe. So sad. Best in the world. When we do all of this, then you're going to get a light, right? Sure. Drew, what if Drew comes up with lights? Does he get the sweatshirt? If he can also acknowledge that the last season of Yellowstone was trash, then he can. I don't know if he's wow. capable. He needs to do I don't know if he could do that. It was bad. It wasn't great. No. Really? The last season was not great. It was not great. It's it's a beautifully shot show. There are five minute <laughs> scenes that are really entertaining. The vignettes, the western vignettes, are thrilling. The story is incoherent. Well, and it's the same. We're running it back. Running like, it back a thousand time. times. Like, yeah. You've seen it, done yeah. it. Come on, be better. It's very sad. All right. Well, a little higher or lower today, but it's us determining higher. All right. Are we, are we doing it by a draft or are we reaching a consensus? I think it's a consensus All this right. week. So we're, we're coming up with uh, teams three through ten. If you were putting together your NFL top ten, obviously we know who the top two are. They are in the Super Bowl. Is it for this season or like? Go, as we head into the offseason. Like what teams do I want to – who do I want to be? You can do that, or we can say... Like the 10 best teams this season or the 10 best teams going into next season? The 10 best teams going into next season. Let's do that. As they sit going into free agency. Yes. Okay. And we know the top two, they're in the Super Bowl, so we start at number three. Well, I mean, Cincinnati's three. I agree. I concur. I'm not sure Cincinnati's not two. Really? I mean, you got to, I understand. But, like, if I were to tell you that your road to the Super Bowl was to beat Dan Dimes and 
a 49ers team who could not complete a forward pass. Like, has any team reached the Super Bowl in an easier path? I'll tell you I'll this. Wait. I think the Eagles. I'll wait. I think the Eagles would have smoked the Bengals. Maybe, but there's I not. Don't know they've about not that. had to play a. They four couldn't quarter. block them. They, they have, could they not have block not that defense. Play, had to play a four quarter game of consequence. In months. No. Agreed. In months, and they had the easiest path. Now they hammered them, but they had the easiest path that anyone's had to the Super Bowl since God knows when. Agreed. Well, there's we'll find nothing out now. easier. Their defense is dominant. It is. It's very very good. But I would also say. Okay, so who who is your I number would go one Cincinnati. going into the offseason? Chiefs. They have Mahomes. As long as you have Mahomes, you're one. And number two, all right, number two you would put Cincinnati? We're going to put the, the Eagles. The Eagles are, are fine. They're, They're fine. Too. It's, I'm, I was just pointing out that yeah. I like, got you. it's pretty easy. So going into free agency, who's at number four? I still have Buffalo. I think there's a lot of. There's I think they're going to address some of. They're going to address some of those, and they still have Josh Allen. If they, if, if you have a coaching change in San Diego slash Los Angeles, I mean they got a lot of dudes. Now, I don't know who's up or contractually. I don't know why they don't win. They do not equal the sum of their parts. I do wonder if Buffalo takes a step back. Like they, they this is a. They've got some. Big they were the favorites. They were the favorite. They were everybody's preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. They didn't even get to the AFC Championship game. They lost at home. They, they got mo- drilled at home by Cincinnati. They're missing like a bunch of their secondary. <clears throat> everybody Von is. Miller, everybody is. I know, but those are big, significant injuries to them. I know, but Miller, it's not like he's in the prime of his career. Like, this was, he was a rental. Still pretty good. Right, but he's a rental. He was a good rental you know, for the Rams. He was, but they had Donald, too. Sure. You know, who would you put there? I just don't, we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Niners. Like, it's, it's just too much of a question mark to me to put them four. Right. I mean, it's it probably is Buffalo. It makes sense. They're just there's a lot going on there. I don't have a problem with Buffalo though. I mean, you really can make the argument. There's there's three teams, and it, it, is is Philly part of that three teams and everybody else, or is it they two are, teams? Th- well, Philly is right now. I mean, but they're going to look totally different next year. They're going to look totally different. And I also. Who are their free agents? We don't know. We're just, just, we're going off of like general feelings. Like Bradbury's a free agent and Dominican Sue will be a free agent. You know, what are they going to pay? What do they have to pay people to keep them? All of that. And the Super Bowl hangover. They're really good. Yes. Okay. Their, their offensive defensive lines are legitimate. They maul people. Yeah. They, I, when you dominate the NFL, but from a score standpoint, it's it's really really important. Yeah. They also, I don't even know if you could say they have a singular quality win on their schedule. I'll give them to you: Detroit, Minnesota, Washington, Jacksonville, Arizona, Dallas, Pittsburgh, Houston, Indy, Green Bay, Tennessee, New York, Chicago. Giants. Dallas Niners without Dallas an ability to throw Bay. a forward pass. And the Giants again. They did not play any of the heavy hitters from the AFC. Not one. No. Not one. Well, they, they will now. And they got now. to play the Niners without a quarterback. They will now. But I do think they're really good. I'm just saying it's the easiest path anyone's ever had. Anyway, Buffalo 4. Fine with it. All right.
On to number five we go. I got the Niners at five, even with <laughs> just even with the quarterback question. I wouldn't even have minded the Niners at four. So somebody had something today. I can't remember who it was. It was an NFL insider guy who said what he's hearing is the Niners will trade Lance and even had them going to Tennessee. Okay. They will keep Purdy and bring in Brady for a year. I can see that. How long is Brady going to take to make the decision? Becomes I mean, it'd have to be quick. they have to be pretty well aligned. But to me, that would make sense. Purdy's out six months. I don't know what the market is for Lance. That would have to be a, just a dump situation. But I could see Brady playing there for a year. That was, it was almost a year ago we're at the Combine and thinking he was going to play there anyway. Yeah. So you you got Bengals three, Buffalo four, 49ers, 49ers five. 49ers five. Based on where we are right now. What, what does Pedro, not Pedro, think the 49ers are going to do with QB? Is he inconsolable? He no, he's not inconsolable. He's, he's very sad for Purdy. I, he doesn't. He, I don't think he's ready to start thinking about what they're going to do next. Honestly. I'd have the Chargers six. I have the Chargers six on mine. Agreed. They're six. So that means four AFC teams in the top six. They better. They need to win twelve games next year. Yeah, it's enough. Number seven, siete. I'm considering Jacksonville here. That's who I have. Yeah, remember they get uh, Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Us and the Ravens. It's just. I mean, we would have to make a big leap. Baltimore won 10 games with all that chaos. They won 10 games again. Good grief. I know. I would consider Miami here if I knew what was going on at quarterback. I think Dallas is cooked. What's happened with Vic Fangio, by the way? I don't know. Did that ever get confirmed? We're TBD still. Nobody knows. Uh, Florio posted a story a few hours ago that said we are still waiting. Says Pelissero. What about? No, nothing. No, nobody. Everybody's standing by. Rodgers with the Jets. Well, that would be a team. That'd be a game record. Very immediate consequence. Yeah. But the, I can't put are them the there Lions? right now. Are the Lions? Is this the Lions, Lions are territory? Gonna be my, they're going to be in my top ten. I have the Jags seven. They, they got to get they, – they got some free agents. They're going to – I think they're going to bring problem Ingram with, back. I don't have a problem with Jacksonville. I think they trend properly. Jacksonville, number seven. Well, who are you going to put? I mean, Dallas is cooked, it feels like to me. I don't believe in the Giants. I don't believe in Washington. Yeah, you don't Vikings in are a total fraud. Because of the uncertainty at quarterback for Miami and the Jets, my final three, and I don't care what the order, are us, Detroit, and Baltimore. I think the Dallas is going to – I think it's over. There's no future with the Rams. There's no future – like Cardinals, There could a be reset. a future in Denver. Denver has some talent. If they got – if they if landed Sean Payton land. or Harbaugh – if somebody can get to Russ and yeah. sort it out. I mean, so if you do the ones that you said in Baltimore, Detroit, if you want to put us 10, which quite frankly, outside of people in this town, would be we'd be laughed at. It's fine. I don't know about I mean, No, we would be. I mean, they had us. A lot of people had us at 6 and 10 this year. They had us properly yeah, but pegged. We now, this is the first time we've had a full season of I understand. the shot. But there's also, from the outside looking in, I mean, you've heard it. You've heard national people talk about the production. 
that happened in those six games. We know that there's backstory by it, but nationally, sure. I think I think we'll go into next season pick third or fourth in the AFC North. If if Lamar comes back, third is the ceiling. Yeah, they're never gonna put us never gonna ahead of Baltimore, or no. Cincinnati. No, so yeah. I mean, the NFC South, guys. Dreadful. Have you looked at this thing? Dreadful. Like Brady's gone. Dreadful. The, what is the Bucks? Is that Derek Carr with the Bucks? Maybe. And that's a mess. Todd Monken was interviewing today for their OC. Team. I like Monken. That was a job he held. Yes, he, Todd, he was their OC. Todd Monken. Doug Lee Maurice finally like started actually talking about what he did for Georgia offensively. Nobody else was talking about it. It was all about Kirby Smart and the defense. Doug was like, wait a second. Actually, what he's getting out of this offense is the difference in that. And it, you go back to that year and you think, my God, what if you just let him call plays? The year I'm he was curious. here. I mean, you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. He would vent in here from time to time. From time to time. <laughs> what? Let me just pose this to you. What would drive him to leave that job? So if I have this right, and I have limited knowledge of college, but I read yeah. that he's the highest paid assistant he in college over football. $2 million a year. Okay, so <clears throat> at a place that is a – well. He will always be dealing with elite talent. Mm-hmm. If not the best, he'll be dealing with top five talent. Always. always. Always changing. Turnover and the fight to keep guys and NIL and that recruiting BS. All of that is... The NFL is just... The NFL is coaching ball. Yeah. And there's an appeal to that. Sure. College football is an up-at-dawn siege that you can't ever turn off. Even as an and OC? So, yeah. He's got to recruit everything. He's yeah. recruiting okay. the entire offense. Okay, like, so that's why. That's yeah. why. Ryan Day hasn't been home since they lost to Georgia. All he's done is recruit for a month. That's all they're doing. It's that's recruiting. Awful. It never ends. Yeah. Never ends. So that's why. That's why. Thank you. Yeah, there's no way out. So if you just want to coach ball and you've pocketed three years at $2 million each. and He's been around for a long time. He's made plenty of money. No, no, I know, but yeah. I mean like he's made the big money. Like you're not Recently. making $2 million being a coordinator in the NFL. I wouldn't think. Probably are a few. I'd be curious. They're def- definitely over a million for sure. But I mean, is there a two million dollar coordinator in the NFL? I don't know. Like, there's some college coordinators that are approaching three. It's wild. So, yeah. All right. So, Ugh, if Tua was that would be healthy, so annoying. If two, if you knew Tua was the quarterback in Miami, where would you put him? higher? They'd be. High, I'd have him like seven. I mean, they didn't lose with him. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. Can you? You can't separate the injuries from him. What would you? What would your expectation? Oh, he's out of these. Clear, what's your? How many games would you go into a season being That's like we're problem. gonna get out of him? So, it's just, but, just who it is. But then, the reason why you have the 49ers that high is strictly then because of Shanahan, because it's the and their whole situation. operation. They well, still have McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk and they'll and have Bosa competent quarterback play. Like they have a lot of Hufunga. options. Like if they had to, they could run it back with Garoppolo. They have Lance under contract. They yeah. have Purdy under contract. Like yeah. they'll be able to play somebody there. Yeah. The Vikings were a team I thought about, but. If they can address their defense, which I, my guess is going to be the focus of this year's draft, yeah, then maybe they could be a team of consequence again. They because they they can score on anybody. Yeah, they have a good offense, and they getting Hawkinson. One of the worst trades that the Amari Cooper trade is up there. Yeah. AJ Brown trade, low key the, the Hawkinson trade was him. insane. Yeah, they gave him in their division. Yes, right in his prime. In his prime, and. They throw it all over the place. Like it's, it had to be a personal thing. They didn't want to pay him. Yeah, he was going to come up to get paid, and I don't think they want to pay him what he's going to make. Yeah, but like, a great tight end is pretty important. I mean, 
I think the team that could jump the highest on this list with a coach with a quarterback infusion is the Jets. Oh yeah. Like if okay. Rodgers lands on the Jets, then that Excellent the AFC game. East is Skill ready to talent. go. Brees Hall way ahead of schedule, by the way. Yeah. Is there one NFC team? Like what NFC? Like if Rodgers ended up in Jets Seattle, Geno played pretty well. They're going to get a big infusion of talent. That's yes, a team that I would keep an eye on. Yeah, but will they roll with Geno again? You know, there's a limit to that. Yeah. He's not going to write you back, by the way. No. With these kind of Washington with the right quarterback. No, there's not. It's all AFC, unfortunately. Not great. So much more to come. You listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily brought to you by BallyBet. Coming soon to Ohio on 850 ESPN Cleveland. It's kind of crazy going. I mean, like, no football this weekend. You get this Pro Bowl thing, that's it. It's awful. This is not the most wonderful time of the year. No, no. And it got cold today. Who needs it? Told you. I said, when I come in here, I said, I'm unhappy. By the way, I try and do it. I'm going to do a smoked. Nana's requested a smoked tenderloin. She's coming over. She's coming. Yeah, we're having a nice little dinner. Yeah, a little dinner. What are you you doing sides? Uh, She likes a lemon kale salad that kale mix. So we'll do that. We'll do our classic mushroom raviolis and a little spicy pesto. I like it. And and children coming. Oh, yeah, of course. Children will be in the mix. Everybody will be in the mix. Fantastic. She asked for a hoodie. What'd she ask for? Nothing. She wants an orchid. An orchid. Like a like a plant. God. I, yeah, I know. Yeah. But like the one that you have to like put the ice cubes in that you can like keep for a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay. All right. I just said like that. if you come up with something that you want, like yeah. we, I'll give you, know you a what, month. You know what, though? As you're the same, I'm, you know, like you get to this point. Well, said, she's older than anything. us. You're like, what do I need? What do I need? And I get it. Christmas just happened. So she got, she got loaded it. up. What she needed was an inside out umbrella. Check. She needs some new shoes. Check. All sorted out. Yeah, I'll sort it out. Next level's next. Happy birthday, Nana. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and 850 ESPN Cleveland.